You know, sometimes uh, God can only do what only God can do. And you, you need to allow him to do that. You know, uh, in that place, when, when the Spirit of God is just ministering, don't be a spectator. I mean, just refuse to watch stuff happen and reach out by faith and pull that into your situation. You know, if, if I can't figure out where I need God to move, I'll start making stuff up. <laughs> Come on. I want, I want God, I want that operating in my life. Amen. And, uh, look at your neighbor and say, I'm hungry for God's presence. Amen. If you're here tonight and you don't own a Bible, hold your hand up. The ushers are going to bring you one. It's our gift to you. Want to encourage you to get into the word of God, study the word of God, grow in the word of God, know the word of God. Amen. And, uh, realize that that word coming alive inside of you is going to do way more for you than bread pudding. It's going to do a lot more for you than Krispy Kreme. Right? It's going to do a lot more. You know what? It's going to do more for you than Famous Dave's. Mmm, Famous Dave's. <laughs> You're going to change you from the inside out, right? <laughs> Come on, you got your Bible with you? Let's, let's do this quickly. Stand up, hold it up in air. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind and a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, say, I will never be the same. Say, never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Now let's give him a real hand. Just thank you for moving. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I just, I'm going to talk a couple of minutes. <laughs> I'm going to talk a couple of minutes. You might want, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. How many, you know, if you've been missing Saturday nights, well, look what you've been missing. Okay. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow morning. If I make it through the message, though, really, get online, check it out, download it, get a copy of it. Uh, but it, it is just in my spirit. God wants to do some new things. Amen. I said, God wants to do some new things. You need God to do some new things. You need some new stuff. Come on, Aunt. You need new joy, new peace, new vision, new dreams. You need some new stuff. Look at your neighbor and say, good Lord, get something new. <laughs> Man, I tell you, you've been riding it. You, it's kind of, you're wearing it out. Get something new. God's wanting to do some new things in his people's lives, in, in the congregation, in the church. God's got new stuff. But there's, there is a giant standing in the way that is saying, I don't, you know, I, I'm going to reject anything new. And, and it's, it's got a name. It's called excuses. You know, what's your excuse? What is it that's stopping you from allowing God to do a new thing?
And I really want you to, I really want you to ask yourself this week, what's my excuse? We got a God who with one move of his hand can, can release all the power to, to change you from the inside out. What is holding him back? Well, it must be the devil. Well, the devil's been defeated. He has given you authority, dominion over the enemy, and nothing by any means shall harm you. Hello, guys. What, what is it? Remember in Luke chapter, no, John chapter 5. Remember John 5? We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Remember the pool party Jesus went to? And you got the troubling of the water, and when the water is troubled, the first one in, the first one in the water gets a real breakthrough. Jesus comes up, I think it's John 5, 6, but let's, let's throw that up, 5, 6, you got 5, 6. Uh, when Jesus, Jesus noticed that guy laying there helpless, everybody say helpless. Man, have you ever felt helpless? Come on, haven't you ever felt helpless? Jesus noticed him knowing that he had already been a long time in that condition. Haven't you been in that condition a long time? Look at your neighbor and say, long time. <laughs> Haven't been in that condition a long time. He said, do you want to become well? Look at what the Amplified said. Are you really in earnest about getting well? Now, leave that up for a second. Look at that. You really want this. Do you really want the new thing God has poured in? Do you really want it? Do, I mean, are you hungry for it? Because, you know, the Bible says those who are hungry, they'll be fed. If you're thirsty, he said he's going to give you a drink. Is it possible? Is it possible that you have just as much of God going on inside of you as you really want? Is, is there a chance? Could we submit the thought that revival is about as hot in your life as you really want it to be? Are you sure? I mean, Jesus is talking to you. Are you really in earnest about getting well? Look at verse 7. The invalid said, he answered him. You know, the invalid, I like to put it this way. The invalid man said. You, you know, if you're just sitting there, if you're just hanging there, if you're just coasting through life, you, you have rendered your life invalid. You ain't making no difference. You know what we ain't going to be is an invalid church. Mm -mm. No, we, we, we're not going to get big and resemble some other dead thing just so we can get big. Right? I'd rather be small making a huge difference than big, nobody caring. Come on. The invalid said, sir, I ain't got no friends to put me in the water. <laughs> Get this. Jesus said, how, how, are you sure you, are you sure you want to be well? And he came up with an excuse. I have nobody to put me in the pool, but while I'm trying to get into it, somebody else steps ahead. Of it. He had an excuse. Jesus asked him a question. Are you sure you want to be well? And he came back with, I ain't got no friends. You know what blows my mind? It's verse 8. Jesus said, get up. He, 
He just went on. He ignored his excuse. He just tired of it. He knew that if he stood there and conversed with him, he's probably going to slap him down, raise him up and slap him down, raise him up and slap him down. <laughs> you got to get over the excuse, man. Get up. Change your perspective. Change your viewpoint. Get, look at your neighbor and say, get up. Really, it means change your posture. Change your posture. Pick up your bed, that sleeping pad that you are resting upon, and walk. And, and, and I, I just want to say this to you, that what we need to do is change our posture. As believers, we need to change our posture Throw away the sleeping bag that the you know that we have out here in the you know the charismatic playpen and start walking this thing. Walk this thing. You don't understand. We have such a huge, awesome opportunity and responsibility to bring the presence of God in, into this city, into this region, into. And I'm not saying we're the only church in Tri City. I'm, what I'm saying is we have a responsibility as the garden to bring a, a a a posture, to take a posture that says, "Hey, God's gonna move in here." People are going to be healed. People are going to be set free. God's going to answer some prayers. Get in here and make a connection and let's walk this thing together. And let's stop making excuses. You realize that excuses are the thing that prevent the change from occurring. If you're gonna get, if you're gonna continue to make excuses, then you're gonna continue to fail. Just checking. If you make excuses, you're, you'll fail in your decisions. If you do that long enough, you'll begin to fail in your actions. If you do that long enough, you'll begin to fail in your character. You do that long enough, you just go to hell. Hello? Come on out. Let's not be let's not make excuses. You, look at Proverbs 26, 13. We got we got it. Just just watch the screen. The sluggard says, There's a lion in the street. That's why he didn't go to work that day. The sluggard said, There's a lion in the street. Can't go do what I'm supposed to do because there's lions in the street. There wasn't no lion in the street. He's just lazy. Just wanted to come up with an excuse. There's a rat in the house. Can't cook today. Maybe you ought to clean the house. <laughs> just, just maybe. <laughs> you, you know, you know what's stupid? Now, now check this. Check this. Watch yourself this week. I, I bet five bucks that a lot of us, before we get to the car, will come up with four or five excuses. If we started asking you questions right now, you'd come up with excuses. Why? Because we are trained to throw junk out there, to, to hide behind uh, anything, even responsibility if need be. We'll use responsibility as an excuse rather than just step up and take it. We, we want to 
remove ourselves from the path of blame. We won't get out of the road. Ain't my fault. Look at your neighbor and say, ain't my fault. <laughs> you know what I like to do sometime, Marty? I like to meet an honest Christian. <laughs> Just somebody that tells the truth. Just tells the truth. Going to men's advance? Nope. But that ain't what you get. You go on a men's advance? Well, brother, I got to tell you something. My work has been so busy. That's the week that we're going to be in China. I always come out with this. Just, just be honest. You, you know, learn this word, nunya. That's a good word, nunya. Coming over tonight, nunya. Nunya, nunya business. <laughs> just tell the truth. Now, I got to blame somebody, anybody, the devil. Blame the devil. Isn't that, isn't that what charismatics do? I thought I'd get something right there. Didn't get nothing. You're all with me. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, what happened? Well, the devil come up against us, see. The devil. Well, the devil's real. Yeah, he's really defeated. You know, if you, if you give credit to the devil, he'll take it. He loves that advertisement stuff. When you blaming the devil, you are ascribing credit to your enemy. The Bible, I, I mentioned it at the start of the service. It's weird now. It's just in my head. That to ascribe greatness into the Lord is to blame God for what's going on. Really, the word ascribe, go, go do the word, it means to place blame. Whether it's negative or positive. So when you're blaming the devil, you have ascribed great power to your foe. Who Jesus came down here to demonstrate his defeat. The devil did it? Well, the only way the devil gets authority in your life is when you give it to him. So what the heck you doing giving the devil authority in your world? I mean, if the devil has an upper hand on you, somebody ought to slap you. Well, we like to blame the devil. That, that sounds good, don't it? Guys, it's stupid. It ain't Bible. You're, out of dis you're in a disagreement with the word of God. It ain't the devil's fault that you're so bitter and angry. Is that you don't want to make the change. The opposition that comes against you. It ain't even the devil's fault. Deuteronomy 13.3. Check this out. God's word translation. The Lord your God is testing you to find out if you really love him with all your heart and with all your soul. God's testing you. God's testing me. Yeah, you know why? Because trouble always precedes promotion. Test has got to be taken so that you can experience advancement. Guys, tonight, the Spirit of God's in the house, and it's a test. You going to flow or not? Worship is a test. You going to stand there and tap your foot and look around, or are you going to worship? 
going to the next level. See, you can't get to the next level until you pass the test. Right now, there's people out there, the graduation, what happened to those guys? They passed a bunch of tests. Now they're graduating. Don't pass the test, no graduation. How come I can't get breakthrough? Because you won't pass no stupid test. So we have got to deal with this thing. You know what? You know, remember uh, in Exodus 3.10 through 4.17, four excuses Moses gave. Inadequacy, insufficiency, weakness, and low self-esteem. He came up with everything. He, he thought he was inadequate. He didn't think he had the ability to do what God called him to do. But God didn't need his ability. God was more than able. He, he didn't, he didn't think that he had the sufficiency to do, God didn't need his sufficiency because God is all sufficient. He, 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 he thought he was too weak to lead, but you, God's looking at him in your weakness. I am strong. His, his self-esteem, who am I? He got into disagreement with the word of God. God speaks and says, you can do it. I can do what this says I can do. We got to deal with the excuses. The excuses are the enemy to change. The enemy to change. I'm late. Sorry, I'm late. Well, why are you late? It was the traffic. You are the traffic. <laughs> man, 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 you, can, you knew there was going to be traffic. Can, can you tell us one of my pet peeves? I hate being late. I hate being late. It was the traffic. There's a lot of traffic out there. Yes, there is. Really, it was your unwillingness to change. Change, get ready. Leave a little bit earlier. Sorry I'm late. My alarm clock didn't go off. Isn't it weird? Every other time it goes off. Well, I have a hard time getting up in the morning. Go to bed at night. <laughs> Hello? Get some sleep. I'm a night owl. You're an idiot. <laughs> if you got to get up in the morning, you need to go to bed. If you can't do it, if you can't do both, then change something and stop making excuses. Somebody say amen. amen. You know what I read the other day? Because of gas... There's a lot of people working from home. And do you know that there has been a surge in people who've been let go because they were consistently late working at home? Dude, now that's messed up. When you, when you, when you can't even walk in your pajamas in there and get going, hmm, somebody, somebody needs to change. Can you imagine what would happen if every week you came in and they started music and they got going and after about five songs they looked around, we better sing one more. Tom's not here yet. I mean, would that be weird or what? And then I come in and say, it was a traffic. Started off the alarm clock didn't work. And then we got into heavy traffic and then the devil come against me as I was coming out. Remember the 10 virgins, the 10 smart ones, and then you had the dumb ones? How do we know they were not so bright? They were late. I probably should move on. 
Going to start exercising, and then you come up with excuses why you don't. Going to deal with these finances, but then you have excuses why you don't. Going to build some relationships, but then you got excuses why they ain't working. Getting speeding tickets, you tell them excuses to the officer. Is, it, is, is that not true? Next, next time they pull you over, say, I know I was speeding. I'm sorry. Please, may I have a break this time? Don't tell him I was running late because the devil attacked my alarm clock and, and traffic got really thick and I'm trying to be on time for church because my pastor's going to preach against me. Just, just tell him. I'm, I got it. I, I want to give you five excuses that'll, that'll kill you. Okay, five of them that'll kill you. We're going to attack excuses. I want the new thing. I want the presence of God. I want the power of God. I, I don't want to make excuses. So let's get five things here that, that'll kill you if, if we don't deal with it. Number one, everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. You know, uh, whether you're talking to the young people about sex and drugs or whether you're talking to people about the way they do church. That's the way everybody does it. How are we going to have change if we keep using the excuse? This is the way everybody does it. This is the way everybody does it. Don't you think that God would like you to be different? If everybody else is doing it, then you be different. You know, in order for a new thing to happen, we might have to be different. So when you go, I ain't never seen that before, that's probably a sign that some news happening. I don't know if I'm real comfortable with that. Duh, it's new. Hello. Number two, trust me, I could develop these for a long time, but Shelby's got to pick up food in just a minute. Number two, times have changed. That's an excuse. Times have changed. I Well, the word hasn't. I said the word hasn't changed. Well, you know, families in America today, yeah, families in America today are dying. Don't be using that excuse. Times have changed. Number three, well, I just don't believe that way. That's going to kill you. I don't believe that way. There's only one way. I said, there's only one way. You get into agreement with that word, and if you don't believe that way, change. Number four, this one drives me nuts. It doesn't matter what kind of faith you have as long as you're sincere. <laughs> well, doesn't Romans ten seventeen say, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God? Hello? Number five, I don't understand. That excuse will kill you. I, I, I don't understand. You better study to show thyself approved then. You better get some understanding. You better press in until it becomes very clear. Because the excuses that the enemy is wanting to dump into your life... There's a, they have a purpose, and it is to negate the promotion of God so that there won't be no new thing. There won't be no big change. We need 
a huge change. So we got to destroy all them excuses. Man, if God tells us to take a step, we got to take the step. We can't come up with 13 reasons why we can't take the step that God said to take. God says, I want to move this way. We don't need no excuse why he can't because that ain't going to work out real good because we got baby dedication. Hello? We're having potluck that week. God wants to do a new thing. Let's not excuse ourselves from what God desires to do. Anytime you're excusing yourself, you are accusing yourself. When you're excusing yourself, you are accusing yourself. Every time you use an excuse, you empower that thing to hang around because you disassociate responsibility from you. So that's going on and you know it's wrong, but you make an excuse. Well, then you can't change it, can you? Your attitude needs to be adjusted. Well, i tell you why I got this attitude. And you describe some stupid thing. And now that thing's sitting on the throne of your life. And you ain't got no power to deal with what you had power to crush just a minute ago. Just a moment ago, you could have said, you're right, I need to change. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a right spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. But no, he can't do that now because you came up with an excuse why you're so messed up. Because trying to heal broken relationships and you've got an excuse why you should stay broken. Because they hurt me real bad. Real, I'm talking real bad, Todd. Real bad. You want to be healed or you want to have an excuse? Well, I was really disappointed. It's an excuse to not step out in faith. Those people don't deserve it. It's an excuse to not walk in obedience. I can't afford it. It's an excuse to remain greedy. Tomorrow, it'll get a whole lot deeper than that. <laughs> but I have a great excuse for shutting this down early tonight. There is heavy traffic getting to the platform. I think you get it. I, I think the anointing in this service prepared your heart to receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which has the ability to change the way you think, the way you feel, and the way you make your choices. What I want you to do is make a commitment to your spouse, to your friend. Every time I hear you make an excuse this, this week, I'm stomping on your foot. And let's see if you're still together next week. <laughs> let's break the power of excuses and release the power of change. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Power, the ability to produce a change. But it won't change if you keep making excuses.
If you keep making excuses, you'll have to keep preparing for failure. If you keep making excuses, you might as well write it off. It ain't getting any better. If you keep making excuses, God ain't going to come in and do anything new because he's been locked out by your excuse. There's a lion in the street. Don't be so lazy. Rise up. Take responsibility. Let's own this thing. We have a responsibility to connect ourselves to God, position ourselves for his outpouring, and bring revival to our home, to our church, to our city. No excuses. No excuses. You ought to be praying for the sick and seeing them recover. No excuses. You ought to be praying every day. No excuses. You ought to be fasting every month. No excuses. You ought to be a giver. No excuses. You ought to be living like a believer instead of acting like a loser with a believer's t-shirt. No excuses. You ought to just be who God's called you to be. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, no excuses. Bow your head, close your book, we praying. Father, tonight you stepped into our environment. We know miraculous things have been done. He